0: Welcome to episode 49 of the Flames Fancast. Uh, lots have been going on in the Flames world. If you've been uh, anywhere near the club in the past two weeks, and it's been a bit of a roller coaster, that's for sure. But before we get into that, i just like to say our 50th episode is coming up, and we're having a contest. We're going to give away two tickets to a game of your choice. So the first way that you can enter this is by liking or reliking this tweet when we put it on our Twitter account. So if you like or like or <laughs> like or retweet this, you'll be included with one entry into the draw which we'll do uh, on episode 51 after episode 50. so you'll have a chance to enter uh, more ways than one for the contest to win the free tickets. So again, if you just retweet this or like this tweet on Twitter, you've already entered yourself into the draw to win a set of two free tickets and uh, you know what? we'd really 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 like it if people uh, get involved with this and have a chance to listen and give us feedback and episode 50 will have more ways that you can win absolutely that'll be the main one but uh for now it's a little sneak peek for the for those listeners who've been loyal and uh with us through thick and thin a chance for you to get a little extra bump on the contest <clears throat> sorry oh i thought he I had gotta something to say got to clear my
1: throat um no i don't uh this is you, you, you guessed it. This is a cheap way for us to start marketing ourselves. We've had a lot of listeners lately, and it's been growing, so we want to keep the momentum up, too. But there should be decent seats. It'll be a good game to go to. Uh, so please yeah, stay it, posted with us.
0: And for episode 50, there'll be a bit of a question that you'll have to answer to get another entry. But uh, if you're listening to this one and want the, the sneak-a-peek chance for a few entries... There's your shot. Thank you very much. Okay, let's let's get right into it. Bill Peters. Uh, wow, I <laughs> thought you were gonna do that last. <laughs> nah, changed it up. <laughs>
1: let's start it. It's awful. I mean, I, so I, basically, I'm the allegations came out yeah, again. Let's let's, re- let's recap. What the, the allegations if came you out live under a cave,
0: like in the second or third period when we were playing Philly. Is that right? Yeah, I was against the. Flyers. yeah, And then like he didn't coach through. against Buffalo. He released the letter apologizing to Trilliving yesterday. During the game, by the During way. During the game, yeah. Not linked to the Flames, the personal letter. That was a personal open letter.
1: I, I Which is know. a really weird way
0: to deliver it, but anyhow. I'm pretty sure
1: Send there's a the lot Eric going Francis on here.
0: There's a lot going on here that has to do with the legality of everything they're doing. Yeah. And they're figuring out what the next steps are legally to go forward. The Flames not having him behind the bench. Uh, Treliving not really making any comments. Taking their time with the investigation and making sure that everything is legally all their ducks in a row. And I just think that I'm surprised these things stayed covered up for this long, to be honest. Um, I'm also surprised that all of a sudden it just came out like it did. And then I guess once it rains, it pours and all the other allegations started coming out. But I was reading um, Brindamore's confirmation, apparently, of what happened in Carolina. And he was just like, oh, yeah, it's Bill Peters. That happened. That doesn't sound like a very professional thing to say. But also, apparently, Ron Francis knew all about it and kept him on in Carolina. So there's that. Um, People know about these kind of things and go on. And I guess... It's just, um, I mean, trying to find a way for us to handle this the best way possible without looking like a complete bunch of racist idiots.
1: I think, uh, just let's just throw this out there. We're not lawyers, but let's just boil this down to simple things. It's a very complex issue, requires complex solutions, but simply, sp- simply put... If Treloving had fired Bill Peters basically the day of that Akimalu thing came out, um,
0: there's no, there's it's, he, it's, it's not a smart
1: out. move. It's not a smart move because you always have to do your due diligence because the world is now becoming this guilty before proven innocent society, and that's not what we've grown up with. That's not what everyone or, or the Western world's constitutions are written by. You have to make sure that this is legit, right? It's a massive bombshell of an allegation. Um, as time has gone on, we've seen other players confirm that this actually happened. I mean,
0: is it not legit?
1: Because True Living, or sorry, Peters apologized for it. Well, okay, I'm talking about before the apology. I'm talking about oh, everything right. before. Okay. So, you know, when you go on Twitter, you go on Calgary Puck, everyone's like, well, fuck, why why didn't you just get fired? right? You can't fire the guy right away. You can't. You have to do the due diligence, always. Because it could have easily been the next day, where maybe somebody that knows Akeem has all these texts, you know, basically saying Akeem made this up or whatever. Like some stupid shit, right? And then all of a sudden, Chelving already fired this guy then didn't... So, the due process is incredibly important. I think Chelving's handling it fantastically. Yeah, he's doing pretty um, well. And, fr- and frankly, like, you know, you have to think about this in your own workplace. Like, if you were accused of something fairly heinous and um All of a sudden, like your employer's, like, oh Jesus, like, did you do this? Granted, ten years ago, but did you do this? And the person says, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I I did, but what does this have to do with my job now, right? So that's where now that legal legalities are coming in. That's that's the push and pull now. Like, I it's obviously been done. Peters admitted it. It's it, it's a it's a horrible act by him. The fact that he has that vocabulary. Um, And he says that in anger in the dressing room, like it, it's pretty messed up. Right. And, you know, kicking players, punching them. I mean, it's not new to hear abuse by coaches, physical abuse. It happens in kind of every sport. Not that I'm saying it's okay, but that wasn't as big a shock to me. But at the same time, it's like, well, okay. So you have a racial slur coming out of this guy's mouth, and he sounds abusive. Like, there's something more going on upstairs that's bad. Yeah, I mean... And there's no point of return at this point. So... No. It's obvious that it's just lawyers going against lawyers, trying to just figure out this middle ground. I like, mean,
0: is there, a, is there a way back at all for a
1: Peters and a Babcock now, or...? Fuck no. Well, Peters specifically, no. No, he'd have to go to, like, the K. Like, he wow. has to get out of this continent. I don't think, well, my Russia maybe. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, but even, I, I don't even think, it's tough, man. I don't think he, he's going to get a job again. Babcock? Um, Babcock. Probably not. Babcock's hit or miss, right? Because Babcock, you know, he, you know, players are coming out and saying he's a jackass, but he hasn't done anything. I'm comparing it to Peters, so don't get me wrong. Like, what he did with Marner was fucking bullshit, too. Like, you don't just ostracize a rookie. I think he was a rookie that year. You don't ostracize a rookie by saying, hey, put this list together of the hardest and the least working players on the team. And, you know, as a player, you're trusting, like, it's a very odd request, but you're a rookie. You're like, hey, fuck, I got to pay my dues, whatever, do whatever this guy wants. Gives that list, and then he fucking shows your stars. Like, come on. You can't do that. Yeah, I mean. Like, what good comes out of that? No, no what good, good comes no out good, of any really. of this stuff? Okay, put the racism aside.
0: What good comes out of kicking a player? Like what? I don't know what he's, what he's motivated in doing that. Either he's just sick and twisted in the head, or he thinks somehow that's going to get them going. Or right. I don't know, but it's not necessarily the method I would use to motivate someone. Absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, I've, you know that I've coached soccer, yeah,
1: kids soccer for like seven, eight years. Not once that ever go through my mind. I mean, I've obviously raised my voice. I've sworn. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, like typical to like, hit someone like, though. I, come I mean, on, man! You got to get your shit together. Especially so, right? punching but, and
0: kicking specifically to the head.
1: Yeah, and then racially, like I mean. I mean, I I don't know.
0: I like maybe sometimes to celebra- to celebrate something, you might punch someone in the shoulder. Yeah, but, but that's that's a little different. different. Right? You're not, it's not. You're not. You're not going hundred percent. Yeah,
1: you've tackled me to the ground. When we've won games. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, but that's different. Those are different. It's,
0: but I mean, do you think? Just, just some things that I'm ruminating on is that it, perhaps is this a bit of a, I don't, for lack of a better term, a get-out-of-jail-free card for true living because he picked Peters, the team was having a rough season, and now it seems that Peters is going to be dismissed, and it wasn't really because of on-ice actions. It was because of something he said a decade ago in his career. Now, perhaps that gives Trilliving another shot because the way I looked at it was Trilliving had his chance to pick the coach that he wanted. He brought in Peters. And the success that we'd seen, if you count last year and this year, outside of the regular season, which was highly successful, the playoffs were a complete bust. And this year is not quite going to planned. Um, but the fact that Treliving can relieve Peters now with this uh, reason and this rationale that he's got, this saying this unacceptable for you to be the head coach of the Calgary Flames any further, goodbye, I don't necessarily know it reflects on him anymore in a hockey sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I think that... I almost thought that the fate of both Peters and Treliving were tied in this season. I was a bit surprised when we extended Treliving's contract. And that that pretty much went away then, that connection. Yeah, I guess. But, I mean, I, f- I felt perhaps that was a bit premature because, well, there was a lot still to be proved, especially considering our early round exit in the playoffs last year. But I was just looking at this and thinking, man, this is a wild card that's kind of come up and caught everyone by surprise, obviously. But you know, I don't necessarily want to be stuck with Treliving if we have to be, if he's not the right guy for the team. Yeah. But and that, that's more of a hockey argument. Exactly. Right? Like, exactly. And I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not really interested in bringing the politics into sports like, like the Don Cherry and like what's happened here. Like it's really shameful, but I'll tell you what, I was impressed the way the team played against Buffalo. Mm. Can all things considered, um, I expected them to kind of have some jump because yeah. if if
1: what's coming out about Peters is true, and again, it's been confirmed by multiple players and and
0: staff. Uh, now it's like, okay, guys, well, I mean, show us now, show us I what you're made that, of. Right? I think the thing now is just that I don't think there's a way back. No matter no matter what you oh, think about the situation,
1: not. absolutely not. No
0: matter you could say, yeah, it happened ten years ago, and they're they're right. He's right. He didn't call anyone that explicitly. He just used the word in a reference to a, a cultural thing, the music in particular, but he didn't address it at anyone in, in, in particular, but but still. But that's
1: what it, he says, it, and then Akeem says otherwise. It's right? just not, it's it's just just not going to fly, and then yeah. all the other
0: allegations come out about the physical abuse. It's just time to, you know... And another player keep this came guy out aw- today. Yeah, keep like. this guy away from the team. I guess have Jeff Ward take over and see what we can do, because... Yeah, I, I also like the way we rallied around, and Conroy came down to the bench, and yeah. everyone kind of stepped up a little bit. and And Conroy's
1: a except good Johnny, of course, guy. he didn't really step up, but. Wow. That. I mean, Johnny's just got his own rut to deal with, but it, I mean, I agree that so the the day that that got released, Chelving's uh, presser, the the brief one that he had after the Flyers game I don't know if you watched that one, but the language and the way he addressed the media. There was not one time where he said, "You know, we have faith in our, our staff and our players. We we will always defend them until like we need to def- We need to look into this." And he never said one word that was like supportive of Peters. Yeah, it almost was like the writings on the wall, like, right? Yeah, it was yeah. very like, "Oh, uh, the ties are already cut. Now it's just a matter of getting the legalities out of the way," which uh, the legalities might take I mean, another week. You he, don't know.
0: I like you said. He's done it as best as he can, and frankly, Peters has put him between a rock and a hard place. I don't oh, know absolutely. how you respond to something like that. If you're just why you say something that's stupid to begin with is, and the NHL's coming in now. Beyond me,
1: right? And the NHL's coming in now, and you have to look at this from now the fifty thousand foot level. Okay, guys like Treloving, Peters, Babcock, whoever, Ak- Akima Lou, all these guys come and go into the league but the NHL stays the NHL will be here forever the flames will be here forever nobody's got to be nobody can be bigger than the game <laughs> will they well well whatever you know what i mean the the royal the teams will be here forever so nobody can be bigger than the game so the NHL is stepping in has been stepping in because there will be a precedent now set for future situations like this because this has now has elements of becoming the next
0: me too movement in a way for hockey yeah that's what they were saying apparently as well and i was just inundated with the articles but i mean there's allegations coming out against the sutters really yeah which one the two that so many daryl and brent really yeah well i mean there there are eras for this stuff too right i think i th- i Part of me thinks these guys came from a different era and it was a different world, a different hockey culture then, right? But you, Peters is only like 51 or 52. Yeah, well All Peters right. is also like that's messed up, right? Peters is a big gruff, yeah. I think. Okay. And I know. do you ever just I I know we live in Calgary and probably most of our listeners live in Calgary or in cities but you know, if you ever go out into rural Alberta, it's a completely different world. Oh, totally. Totally different world, totally. like totally different set of norms and expectations and cultures and political views. And these guys are from there, right? They're yeah. from rural towns in the Canadian provinces, not from big urban centers. And they're from, you know, they're raised four decades, five decades ago yeah. when the world was a very different place. And, just as a society, we're going under so much rapid cultural and political change. I'm not sure how well we're keeping up with all of it and all that stuff, but it's it's hard to maintain that level of consistency and to completely set new precedents continually and expect organizations and people to be able to jive with that, especially considering how they've behaved in their past which they might not even be considering that but and,
1: and that's the other that's the other problem right because you're totally right like you know if we have a listener from new york right yeah. and and we're telling you hey like i can't really give you an example because new york state is fairly just populous and very like left-leaning and whatever yeah. but just imagine maybe a southern state in your head yeah exactly. exactly yeah. that's kind of how they've and now it's and not imagine to say,
0: what that southern state might have been like 40 years ago right
1: and it's not to say that there's right and wrong and where you grew up or whatever that's that's not tyler's point that's not my point but it's the environment that these these uh these people grow up in these people i can't even say that now <laughs> but People who grew up in different environments are used to different things. So whether it's right or wrong in their head, this is how they kind of had an environment surrounding them. And like, I'm not saying that he deserves to be totally absolved of everything. It's just more of a like, look, there are times and places for these things to come out. And yeah, I, well. think, I think now it's just going to come down to historians, like kind of making sense of all this in about 20, 30 years, because I can't keep up with it either. No. You know, I'm not I'm not innocent in the sense that like, you know, I've gone to a bar fight and like I've I've done like, you know, stupid stuff and like soccer games and whatever. I've never obviously crossed the line of anything that Peters is going through, but like we've all done dumb shit. And the only reason why our dumb shit doesn't get you know, punished
0: is because we're not public figures. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And no one remembers that instance with us and
1: yeah, well, you, maybe your much, friends remember it well, and that's I, it. I
0: mean, at the end of the day, same thing with Don Cherry, right? Bill Peters is going to have millions of dollars to ride off into the sunset and live another 30, 40 years of life very comfortably. I'm really not, I'm really struggling to feel sorry for Bill Peters here in any sense. Mostly the fact that he's just got a pile of money that he can just sit on. But, and, and maybe a little bit more now after this whole thing, right? Ah, the writing, Whatever the they, writing is on the wall here. Yeah. I, he's done. I, I don't think there's any way back. So, what way do you want to see the flames go from here? Forget about history and just and now it's a new
1: season. I mean, I, I who should
0: be the next coach? That's what I meant. Sorry, uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, the players should think, about history, No, but
1: but the players should think that this is the start of a new season. Yeah, now, I, right? I was but like it's a clean slate. As, as a coach, just leave leave Ward in there for now. We we don't need major changes because at this point in time. There's something still broken about the team. Is it because Peters was the breaking point, right? We've been
0: talking about how we think the Flames are broken right now. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, there's, here's, here's an opportunity to see if that was so, it. So, let's see. Yeah. let Give Ward 10, 15 games.
1: I know that's basically half the season at that point. But, hey, at this point in time, uh, you know, you, as know, ba- you don't want I, okay. to sh- rock the boat that much more. As bad
0: more. as it is, as bad as it is, I think we still have a good club. And Arizona is second in the Pacific. Yeah. I mean, we, we, if we get our act together here, we can get into the playoffs. We're not a bad team. We've never or said that. alternatively, we should just commit to the tank. Yeah,
1: we've never said we're a bad team, but I think the pieces are still not fitting together properly.
0: I think there's opportunity for... What's the word I'm looking here? There's opportunity to advance in a positive direction in that we can take these lessons both on and off the ice that we've experienced to this point in the season and move forward and still find a way to claw our way into the playoffs. I think that the team has the the necessary skills and equipment to do that. Whether we do it or not, I don't know. But like you were saying, looking at Peter's imminent dismissal here as an opportunity to see perhaps if that was the thing that was making this machine really broken or not.
1: Or, or it, was a, it was a big piece of it, right? Yeah. Like I still think the players, like frankly to, to see this happen every other season right now is not a coincidence in my mind. So I still think it's 70% the players at this point.
0: Uh, well, so we'll
1: see what Ward can do.
0: Here's an instance that I want to reference perhaps for Bill Peters, you know, every Saturday they have after hours, right? And I was watching and Kevin BX, was on and I was like, okay, I'm just going to torture myself further on a Saturday night. The flames probably lost. So I was watching Kevin BX get interviewed. Glenn Gullitson walks by and BX, it takes the time out of his interview to like acknowledge him and shake hands and ask how he's doing like this. They still have that respect from their time coaching in Vancouver where Gulletson was, you know, a respected figure by someone like Kevin Bieksa. I'm not sure I could say the same thing for Bill Peters. No, that's and a great point. Gullitson's, Gullitson's, uh downfall, perhaps, was he was too much of that nice guy. Like,
1: too much of a player's
0: coach. Yeah, and it, yeah. We, we really saw that when he threw the stick and everyone was like, oh, it's a 9 out of 10, it's a 5 out of 10, because yeah. they knew good old Gully wasn't going to get too upset with him, whereas Peters is probably way too much on the other end.
1: Yeah, so I think that might have been what Trelvain's approach was. He's like, okay, Hartley's like kind of a hard-nosed guy. Hartley Let's was probably less hard-nosed than Peters. Oh, for sure. So hard-nosed guy and then went to a player's guy. There were, guy even, there, were now, there were
0: some allegations against Hartley.
1: Were there?
0: Yeah, but it happened like so many years ago. It wasn't that much of a big deal. I just kind of like, ah, someone was mean to me and his name was Bob Hartley. I think the word bullying was used and then that was it. He just went off. and Yeah, like I...
1: This is the this is why it's going to be really interesting to see what happens now in the next like few months because where do you draw the line? Like at some point, there's some hockey culture that's like embedded in here, right? Do you,
0: do you want to know something else that's interesting? Is that corporations and like public entities are starting to define bullying, and the definition they're coming up with is very, very, very narrow. Okay. Like extremely narrow, and you've got to think that's because they're trying to avoid that liability, right? So if you've got the definition that says, like, basically it's repetitive behavior that is hurtful, insulting, derogatory, happening over and over and over and again with no response from the quote-unquote victim. Mm -hmm. Whereas, how many instances of actual bullying do you know occur like that? Pretty much none.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I've, I've worked at three, four different companies. I haven't really seen that
0: no no i'm not saying you No, would, but i'm see just it.
1: saying that like i haven't really seen oh, it in the workplaces. It's or re- i
0: think it's relatively new like it's yeah. starting to happen oh. now where companies and 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 entities are defining what bullying is or what their right. definition of bullying is so that they can have a hard line on it and say here's what we did if we saw this bullying or not because you've got you know around the world i think it's becoming a problem with when you get to the extreme, people taking their own lives because of bullying, and who wants to who wants to play the blame game then right? Yeah. no one wants to be held responsible because they didn't do enough. Well, I for- guess
1: are we surprised that this is happening? I mean, that's what we're headed to anyway yeah ever every everything's gonna have a rule and a law and some sort of threshold of what you can cross or you can't cross i mean, like if you look at like people's professions, like you know what if it's a high
0: pressure profession like I-
1: I, I look at myself like I've been yelling mean, at before. Do, do adults happens? have a different
0: code of conduct than say kids?
1: I I just think that adults
0: can be just more more nasty. And I mean, with right? in within, in in typical, I mean, with children, you typically have a power imbalance inherent to any relationship because they're involved with adults. But, sure,
1: but the kid grows up with it.
0: Yeah, but I mean, adults too. Like you know, it's it's a structural relationship where you have a boss, perhaps. And you're you're in a different situation. Like, with these players, someone like Akeem Alouz, who's a player of color and is experiencing bullying or abuse or racism. Yeah, he's probably right in the fact that he says he doesn't want to come out then. But, I mean. And he's trying to make it. Yeah. Like, you, you know what, well, when you're 20. I'm not going to make it now.
1: No, I know. But when you're 20, 21, you're still a kid.
0: Oh, absolutely. Like, frankly,
1: like, what the fuck do you know at 20? Especially when someone is essentially making you feel like, you're, like you, your you career know, is and, getting inhibited. And these hockey right? players,
0: right? If they're leaving the house to go play and, and, and then they're billeted out. Yeah. And then they all of a sudden they're on a team away from home. 17, 18, 19. Yeah. Yeah. What do they know, right? And they're, you know, it's not like... They had much
1: schooling, like they had to like put aside a lot of schooling to do get this done. Like, they they don't have every parents is trying to do their best. Of course, so there's only so many tools these kids have when they go out and become a pro. Like the parents. The parents do their best. The parents can teach whatever they can. But yeah. ultimately speaking, if you're a Mitch Marner and you're in the league now, you're in the show, and your parents, they can't be there every
0: day. No. And yeah.
1: so what do you do? Now you get I mean, thrown you, wh- into the and wolves And what kind too. of
0: situation have you ever had in your life that's been remotely similar to one like that? None. Exactly. I've never had How would that you situation. respond? I mean, you, probably the natural impulse for most people is just to just take it, right? You don't know what to do. You don't want to jeopardize you your position, You can't be the last right? person that did something like that. Yeah. So, right? it's shitty. It's shitty all around and it is shitty and the, the faster this gets
1: sorted out the better for the team. So hopefully it gets done next couple of days. Yeah. But I think it's going to take another week cuz these lawyers are they they're, they're going to defend their clients to the bitter end, right? <laughs> no, I mean that's that's their job, man. I mean that's what's going to happen.
0: We'll see how it goes. I I just don't think there's a way back for Peters and neither do you, but No, uh, absolutely not. Let's go back a little further. Before our road trip uh, we were in the worst funk I can remember for a long time. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, watching to the, point the games, where I didn't want to watch it anymore. I, like we were, we were getting shut out, left, right, and center. There was what three out of four games where we were shut out. We we're getting beat five nothing. Um, Vegas was it eight nothing?
1: Well, Vegas trashed us. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, it's tough to be. Still tough to be. Thank God man. we
0: didn't record then.
1: Yeah, I think. I think people would have called the police. That would have, I think the would have been the worst. We would have been just sounding like borderline suicidal, but
0: so I really want to, a- I want to ask you, what was it? You think that, cause we just had a road trip that I'd say was successful. Five out of eight points on the road. That's pretty and good. Considering the circumstances. Oh, yeah. I I'm happy with that. If you're, if you're an informed team, considering the circumstances, I think that road trip was great <laughs> and we played really yeah. well, but what was it that got us out of that?
1: it's a great question i i think there was the the penguins game that's when sorry it was a penguins game not the flyers game that that note came out by the way oh was it the the pens game yeah i think so the Uh, flyers game was before the penguins game right so i think it was the penguins game um that really started uh, maybe a little bit of the flyers game too because i remember when johnny during that shootout he was like cheering like crazy.
0: I never get, I never understand was, this guy. We play yeah, Philadelphia. He's just like He's the most up. emotion I've ever seen.
1: And then against the Penguins, the team itself played as a unit really well. We just, it just got a little unlucky, I think going, going down like that. But I, I think just as a collective, maybe that team meeting, because that team meeting happened, I think before the Flyers game, or was it after the Flyers game? It was the closed, the players only. Yeah, the players only. I think, I think finally guys were maybe at least getting on the same page. I think it was before that, wasn't it? It could have been before that. And Jankowski, like, especially was getting a lot more physical. Like, I was starting to see that because he's been, by and large, fairly useless all season. Um, yeah. I think, I think maybe just a combination of the team meeting and just guys saying, like, fuck, I'm tired of losing. Right. Well, losing does suck. Yeah. A and lot. when you're competitive like these guys, like, you, you, you hate it. Well, you must. I hope you hate it. You should hate losing if you're in that profession,
0: period. I think any professional athlete has to hate losing. Yeah. I mean, they have to hate losing probably more than they love winning. I hate losing more than I love winning. Yeah. And I hate losing and I love winning. Mm. That was eloquent, wasn't it? No. That was great. No. But, uh, I mean, actually watching these games, when we went down 2-1 in Buffalo, I thought this game's not over yet. If you'd asked me that a week ago, I'd have shut the TV off. Like the the games against Vegas, I hate the games where I have to shut the TV off. Yeah, and because it's dictating your emotions at that point, it's the worst. <laughs> and it's just it's it's not that it's not that I'm shutting it off because uh, I don't think we have a chance of coming back. I don't like watching the team play like that and just not care. And to have me sit on my couch and, and show more emotion and more drive than the players on the ice, that upsets me. Yeah. And I, I don't like seeing that from the team that's that, yeah. I, I just don't like seeing it, that. Especially a team that obviously can do more. Yeah. Capable we, of way. I mean, way our first line isn't even our first line anymore. I don't think they're getting as much playing time as they were getting. I was going to look at it. I didn't, But honestly, I barely noticed Goudreau against Buffalo. He definitely was not number one forward for ice time that game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kachuk is getting more ice time, and I I wish we had a line that could support him, but the whole Goudreau-Monahan thing, they are a long shot from what they were last year. That's just... I don't want to harp on the guy anymore. I don't want to rag on him, but man, for, for being our guy... It's just it's, it's been just not there. Yeah. yeah. Disappointing is an understatement. It's been well, downright the,
1: shambolic. Like I mean, you and I have had so many like rants about our players, but ultimately they're still humans, right? They, yeah. they're, they're no. doing I know but they're doing is, their best. This but is
0: the this is the long
1: funk. This is a yeah. long funk. Like and, at some point you have to look at yourself as a player and be like, Okay, hey, what the fuck do I need to do here? Right?
0: Yeah, and I mean just Look, do something i don't know do yeah. something that's different and and than what you're
1: and doing. maybe like you know the one thing that the big one of the biggest qualms i had about peters is that he would do that line shifting and then just revert back within minutes and or within shifts and it's just like god like you know that what? was still happening against buffalo and it was still that's fine but keep it
0: don't do it just for an intra game test do I, it for like i, three I don't games. know if there is anything else left to juggle i mean it just seems like i'm more saying frolic kachuk is the best line that it right. can be I, i'm more saying well no man
1: manjipane now not not uh, frolic well, came out and played with them and they scored sure but the second has by and large kind of yeah unseated Frolik, right you're but, right
0: I, and which is good
1: that is good yeah. that is
0: good but again goudreau monaghan lindholm
1: uh, yeah <laughs> And Lindholm, in fairness, has been the most consistent out of the three. He's been good. But ultimately speaking, you need everybody firing on that line. That's your first line. First line, all cylinders need to be firing.
0: I'll just take one of them firing. Well, you and have I one of them I honestly don't think Monahan fires without Goudreau. Well, then you only have Lindholm. I, you, uh, do, you, do you show Monahan? Monahan doesn't strike me, nor have I really seen him kind of grab the game by the scruff of the neck and take us forward. I don't think I've ever seen him really do that. No, he's he's just kind of every game just kind of goes under the radar. But he's he's a good player. Don't oh, get me wrong. But there's nothing really about him that is remarkable. <laughs> no,
1: he's just really good
0: at just he's just he's really just an all-round good player. Yeah, but he's really mean, rounded
1: Yeah, it's not a harp on the. Guy I think or if any we had insult, a bit but of but
0: remarkability, ability, Goudreau's remarkable. We're just not seeing it. Yeah, we're just not seeing it.
1: Once he gets a little more engaged, I think he sees the dividends, right? Like during the Pittsburgh
0: game, he was a lot more engaged, I thought. Maybe and maybe this coaching change. I mean, whatever happens here, someone can light that fire into that guy. We're we're a team again. I we're think it again.
1: starts when it's officially announced that Peters is let go. I think then the players are like, "Okay. Season starts now. Let's get going." Right?
0: Because I think I I think yeah in this bit of limbo yeah. that we're in right now if this is your ward you don't want Purgatory you don't you know. want to
1: sewer your kind of your boss cuz he was your boss like you don't want to you don't want to play that card I right? don't think
0: much they're just going to be like we know what happened we're here now that's right. that's going to be it they're not really going to discuss no, it No
1: and and they won't but I
0: think it's still that elephant in the room right so like how well, how you? sorry to interrupt but how did you feel about uh, <laughs> like I don't know how it was but Somehow Shillington got out there and was like, "Yeah, the Flames treat me really well." Yeah.
1: So some some moron—I don't know who asked him that—but it was a horrible. It was a media question. Um, I don't know who asked that, but like that's just such a low common denominator by the media asking. I don't know who it was. And Buffalo—it was in Buffalo, wasn't it? It was in Buffalo, and it's just like, why are you asking? Just fishing for a headline, you know? Yeah. Like this is low. Don't let that like. Don't you think that that guy is thinking about it anyhow? Don't you just think that Oliver Shillington's sitting there going, like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Right? Like, it. At he handled point, it well. I mean, he. He handled it perfectly. OK handled it perfectly. But whoever asked that, like, what were you thinking? Like, there is not a time. That's not a time to ask about that. And, and if OK wants to say something about it, he will. He will. But for- <laughs> Like it's. At what point did you think that was a good idea to ask that? It's a I, really. I, I'm personally just
0: not happy to with sell that. papers or
1: get. Yeah, but clickbait, that's you know you, you can you can clickbait and sell papers without stooping to that. Like that's just that's a little low in my books. It's low. And hey, I'm not a media guy, and I don't I I don't understand. Your I don't, I don't really it, know if
0: people use the words journalist and soul in the same sentence a lot of the time. But, uh,
1: yeah, but, you know, there, there needs to be an element of respect. Like, so, yeah. you know, respect the fact that right now the Flames are going, at, at the time when it was asked, it's like, we're investigating. Let's just not ask these questions. We'll let you know, right? Instead, you go to the player on the team, right? And, you know, I'm not saying it, but we're all thinking it. It's like, yeah, you're asking him. I- I'm just surprised course. no one's wheeled out a Ginla. Well, I mean, He's, there or you go. Been after but, him but, or anything like that. You know what, Iginla? If he, if he ever, and I hope he never did go through it. But if he ever did, I'm sure he would have no issues talk, talking about it now, yeah. right? And if he wants to, then that's his choice. But that's not the media's choice to go up to Iginla, and be like, right. hey, yeah. did you ever go? Th- like, fuck, guys. So Iginla had Daryl Sutter as a coach. He had, uh, I think he may have had. Brian as well at Brent, some he had Brent Sutter or sorry, Brent Sutter. Yeah. Um, not Brian, but we had Brian way back, but I don't think again was on the team, but anyhow. So if these Sutter allegations are coming out too, then that'll be interesting. But you know, again, let strikes me as a guy that just, he never was subject to anything. Cause he's just so fucking good. Yeah. Like, what are you going to say to again? in the dressing room guy gets 50 goal seasons. He literally carried the team on his back. Not literally, but pretty much Right.
0: Oh, well, I, I just, yeah. I wish it wasn't the fact that he was just so good. And, I mean, who knows? I mean, I ah, I don't know. It's rough. I mean, it comes to a point where it's like, you know, if a player, I mean, I'm nowhere near
1: close to being a pro athlete, so I don't know yeah, what it's like. Yeah, neither am I. But, so. I mean, like, at some point, do you, do you wonder if this
0: stuff happens to, like, the best players on the team? Prob- probably not. Right? Like, I mean, I just, I don't know anything about football, but maybe you can tell me on this. Is Kaepernick... Like, should he be playing? Is he that good? he was he actually had a pretty good season until so uh, then that's all that a whole racism thing there that he's probably not playing so
1: yeah, like I think the long and short of it is he he took a knee because he felt that police brutality toward uh people of color was was biased but basically, he but, was
0: good enough to be playing
1: but at the time, yeah, he seemed. But he wasn't any, He wasn't a star. I'll put it sure, that way. Sure, but he, he was better than you
0: know, he should have. Well, he,
1: he unseated uh, Smith. I forgot the first name. I, that don't know, any, so I don't know. So anyway, there was, a, there was a quarterback. I think his last name was Smith before Kaepernick came in because that other guy got a couple concussions. So Kaepernick came in and had a really good like half season, and then he became the starter for basically when the San Francisco 49ers were amongst the best teams in the NFL. But I don't know if I would consider him, like, an
0: elite quarterback. I'll put it that way. My my point is, I guess, is he, like... Should he be in the top 60 quarterbacks in the NFL? Top 60? Yeah, well, each team has a starter and a backup, right? Yeah, and but there's probably, not 60. There's not 60 quarterbacks? No.
1: There has to be at least. Well, how many teams are there? There has to be at least 30 teams. I, I don't think there... Well, regardless. He, he, you're, but you're
0: basically saying, is he... He, he would be he would have been a backup for a bit sure but he yeah. should he's good enough to be playing it's not that you know no offense against the or anything but he's probably not at the level to play in the nhl right now no he, i mean he's in his 30s
1: and he's basically he's done but in his defense it's like you know his he, de-
0: i think his yeah. argument is that it ruined his career before right. he got started and
1: which is valid i guess well it's valid because you and i wouldn't know what so what what he would will go through yeah exactly right? but i mean and at frankly, this point now, i don't think a, i don't
0: think a comeback for him is on the cards no but so he has like, nothing you know, to gain you know this here. Kaepernick fella if he's good enough to be playing it's it's
1: like you have like no idea what the nfl is
0: <laughs> this Kaepernick fella <laughs> well i mean With I, your fucking cane. i just don't get it yeah i just said <laughs> knee surgery i just don't get that if he's good enough why isn't he playing i guess it's a well, I don't know if a he's whole good other enough now. Political thing that's right. going well, on. Well, I
1: don't know if he's good enough now. Anyhow, he's been practicing at like I guess I view the world right? as
0: like a pure meritocracy and doesn't matter anything else. Yeah, you're all about the if you have if you, the skill if, do, if do if it. If you if you're good enough, you should be playing. That's it. That you I could agree. be you could be 16, you could be transgendered, you could be a woman, whatever. If you're good enough, you play. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, on
1: the same page on that
0: one. Not like that time Tampa Bay brought in the goalie, just as a stunt. That was was a stunt. That was stupid. I mean, it paved the way a little bit for... Sure, but I I don't know. If I was a GM or a coach, I'd be giving whoever a chance based on their skill. And that's, I I don't know. I might run like a rotating door of fourth-line players. Well, that's the Who's going to kill it tonight, boys? That's the thing. I've always kind of fantasized if I ever ran
1: an NHL team... I would always be like, my max contract offer for you is always going to be five at best, maybe six. And you're never signing for more than three years. And I'm just going to have this revolving door and you fucking keep earning the contracts. And if you think that you're too good for me, I'm going to just fucking trade you in the second year of your contract. And, and you will automatically be incredibly attractive because you have a good contract. Yeah. So that's how I would run a team. And I just have this crazy revolving
0: I just door. don't know if it's that simple.
1: No, it's absolutely not that simple. But I'm just saying that, like, I'm all for the whole, like, I don't care where you're from, where, w- what you grew up with. And if you score me 50 fucking goals, you're playing. You're fucking playing. And if my coach doesn't play you, I will find a coach that plays you.
0: Well, <laughs> I guess the things about, I don't know not having the opportunities that's that sucks right and you're not having the opportunities on the first line or i one of the things that alou mentioned was he didn't get penalty kill minutes but i'm like how are i guess penalty kill minutes you're gonna prove yourself as a good penalty killer but not really an offensive threat i could understand not having power play time that would be really frustrating yeah but
1: and he had he had pretty good stats in those first two two years with or one and a half year i guess with uh
0: I guess those Detroit's farm team, right? I guess there's, this, I guess team, there's right? a lot of you know, a tiny little thing can go wrong, and all of a sudden you've lost your shot. Right, and but I, but it should be based on your on yeah. your performance. I mean, I mean, he he should be if he's if he's good enough to have the opportunities, he should be given the opportunities no matter what. and That goes for everyone. Absolutely, but I think there are some people saying
1: like, "Well, if he was good enough, this wouldn't have, this wouldn't yeah. be an issue." It's Who knows? Like, well, I didn't even know he bucks, played for
0: Calgary. Oh, I know. Oh, I remember. I barely remembered that. I oh, was like, I remember. What the I, hell? It was
1: kind of a big deal because when we saw, when we got him on the team, there was like a cover story about his history. And actually he had like a bit of a dicey history. Like he had some like stuff go on in his career that was like, oh, this guy is, he can be polarizing and, and whatnot. But obviously it has no bearing on what's been going on now. But it's more of a like, he had a bit of an animated history. Hmm. And, like, I remember it being a fairly decent story when we first got him. He did okay. Like, he started off all right and then he just kind of fell off. Right. So, I mean, probably better than Chris Stewart. But, yeah. But again, it it comes down to like, dude, if you're just not good enough, then there's no place for you here. Right. No one's going to hire a teacher if you can't teach. Right. And you can't, if you can't, yeah, exactly. If you can't do math, you're not going to be an engineer. There's just certain things that there are, certain standards that you just can't keep up with i mean you could be a social engineer well that's i mean that's everyone's a social engineer these days (laughs) i'm kidding i'm kidding
0: anything else you wanted to add on the uh road trip we just had no i think i think you know what they
1: ended the last two games pretty good so i i just i like the way we played yeah, I think it's a good footing for the next few games now. Let's see how they come out. We can still salvage the season and make the playoffs. We that's lost. the
0: We we OT win in me. Philly. OT loss in Pittsburgh. OT win in Buffalo and lost to St. Louis. Is that right? Yeah. Pretty good. I'll take that. Yeah, I, I would have taken that too. Five out of eight points on the road trip. I mean, that's... I'll uh, I, I know we were talking. It was immediately after the rut. And we're like, I don't see us getting any points. Well, I'm glad we were wrong. Yeah, no, we were but you know, we were being emo and shit, so Yeah, you know. yeah, that we were. But um, that was justified because we were playing like dog shit. But yeah. anyhow. Um, anything else? Plowing ahead. No,
1: I'm I'm good. I think it'll just be nice if this thing gets wrapped up pretty quick and then the the players just I think focus so on and, and just
0: keep it. Uh, we have a job to do on the ice and uh, there's been a lot of distractions off the ice, but I think there are positives going forward that we can take from our play, uh, especially from this road trip. And I mean, Riddick's been phenomenal this year. Oh, uh,
1: actually, that was one thing I want to say is that I think just keep
0: playing Riddick is. Yeah. I mean, mean, the commentators were talking about, we thought Talbot was going to play tonight, but no, it's Riddick. Riddick's in again. And that's gotta, that's gotta be what it is. And,
1: I, I'm, look, like, he made some fucking blunders last few games, but we can get that out of him. He's young. Like, we can figure just it out. Just some right? of the
0: saves he's making that he was making a, across the crease saves to shut down, like, one timers from the slot yeah, on the power insane. play. And, it, like, th- those are good saves. Yeah. Those are really good saves.
1: And he's kind of mastered that rebound control with that kick. He's got a few of those I kick mean, saves it, where he it, just smokes it, the puck to the other if side. If his biggest problem
0: that. is handling the puck. Yeah, we can work with that. Yeah. He just, you just watch him and you know it's, he's bad at it, but he just wants to be involved in the play and he wants his team to do well. well and it's useful to have... That's why he's have, doing it, yeah? It's, it's useful to have that sixth player on the ice, he right? He wants to get involved and he wants to be successful. Absolutely. Th- that's, Absolutely. none of the qualities that Riddick has are bad, in my opinion. He'll, he'll
1: figure that out too. Like, you can flush the Mike Smith out of him and, and make it really something, like a... I'm not saying he's Broder before everyone attacks me. I meant handling the puck like a Broder would be ideal. Yeah. So well. Being that sixth guy back there is is very useful for our team. He's still young. He can be Broder. Okay. He well, he's twenty seven. He's not that young. That's but young for a goalie. He's really young for a goalie. He's got another probably nine
0: years to go here. Anyhow, that uh whew. That's episode 49. So keep in
1: touch. We're going to do the ticket thing. and Yeah,
0: let us know. Um, remember, like or retweet this on the feed. That gets you an entry into the draw. And then episode 50 will have even more draw details, including the hidden question, which you'll really want to answer for the draw. Yep. And then episode 51 will announce the winner. And uh, as always, thank you so much for listening. We really like uh, hearing from you and being able to do this and, Knowing that you're out there, thinking that these two guys know absolutely nothing about hockey, uh, that just uh, you know really turns our crank. So again, thank you so much. Have yourselves a wonderful evening or a great morning wherever you are. Take care. Go Flames. Go. Bye
1: bye.